Hello and welcome to Dr. Bad Film. This is the drumroll last week of Nick Cage November. So this week we went with the viewer choice and I'm, I'm disappointed. This was a this was a terrible choice what? for our last film. Why are you disappointed, James? This is a great movie. You guys movie. suck. <laughs> this, is, this was garbage. <laughs> you didn't like you didn't like Ghost Rider? This is not your I didn't know. The the winner was Ghost Rider. And yeah, fuck you fans. This was terrible. <laughs> Roll the music. When I saw Ghost Rider come up, I was like, ah, James is going to hate this. Do you think it was the worst one of the options they had? And is that why they chose it? They want us to watch a bad movie. Like, they're going to. Mission accomplished. Wasn't a fun time. <laughs> Did you not enjoy any of it? You must have enjoyed something about this movie. I enjoyed the first third, and then when Nick Cage stopped being Nick Cage and just became like, evil Skull Man, I was kind of... Bored. I really enjoyed the second half of this movie. I think it's better enjoyed in two parts, where you watch the first part first and be bored out of your mind, and then watch the second part, where he, Ugh. Where he turns into a... A crazy person. Maybe they could have made it a three hour and then just split it in two. You think I think another hour would have saved it? The two two and no. a bit wasn't enough? Yeah, well, they could have no. beefed out the fight scenes a little bit. They were very disappointing <laughs> fight scenes. That's, That's the thing. Like you don't you, you come to like a Marvel or a superhero film, you don't come for like a, a riveting story. You you might come for some like quippy dialogue, but that's about it. Like you're there for like to see superheroes and from a visual perspective this wasn't great and the action wasn't great so a guy driving vertically on a on a flaming motorcycle was not visually visually impressive enough for you james no not really no because like you see it happen from really far away so it's just less impressive it's 2006 i mean like okay surely we had Gollum back then Gollum ruled so to explain this to to listeners when our boy nicholas cage turns into the ghost rider his whole face explodes in fire um assumingly mounting his skin off i assume it's his body too because you do his, yeah. see his like skeleton yeah. hands as well it doesn't affect his clothes though not his clothes no just his skin turns into big flame so it's a big flame head it's like a skull that's on fire but he also has a, a motorbike to go with it which is a big flaming motorcycle and his weapon of choice is a a flaming whip so, like which a, is just a, a piece of chain just found yeah he wraps he it around himself by? i don't know this movie uh yeah so the premise of this film is nicholas cage plays a character called johnny blaze who is a motorcycle stunt rider yeah um he's essentially tricked into a deal with the devil in exchange to save his father's life and then on his part he then becomes the devil's servant on earth to do his bidding and turn into flaming skull motorbike man but only in the darkness. If he gets into the light, it'll yep. just switch only him back to being human. Makes sense if he has a contract with the devil. Mm. That would only happen at night time. Sure. Um, I'm all in. Flaming skulls probably look a lot less impressive during the day as well. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> um, so they began development for it in 1992, 97. So it's been a... Oh, They've been talking about it for a while. Good God, it would have looked terrible back then. They, they actually scheduled production was to start in early 2001, and they had a $75 million budget, and Johnny Depp uh, expressing interest in the leading Jesus role. Jesus fucking Christ. $75 million! Well, see, that's that's way... 
way not as much as what they had. Like the budget for this film is 110 million. Oh, that just seems obscene for the result that they got. Because mm. this would be late in the era of like the, the two Fantastic Four movies and those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, the Eric Banner Hulk. Um, yeah. This is like at the very tail end of, of all that stuff before... Uh, I guess the first Iron Man comes out. This is this is pre yeah this is pre phase one of MCU. So I think it precedes that by about two years. I think this came out this came out in like two thousand and six, didn't it? Mm. And then yeah, and Iron Man one is two thousand eight. So two like one and a bit to two years. Yeah. So originally Dimension Films uh, had the had the contract, but you know we're talking about getting the contract. But in two thousand and two, Columbia Pictures sought after it and got the picture and also nicholas cage like he actually rang them and said i'm i'm interested in this i see how well he was he wasn't able to be superman so he had to yeah, yeah he, he yeah, was he keen to be as, ghost rider as a fan of of ghost rider he was keen to jump in so like in early 2000 2003 2004 they were starting you know production but um cage was busy doing a movie called the weatherman i've never seen the weatherman neither but that um it's a comedy drama film um gonna so, assume it wasn't very good because i've never heard of this movie yeah i've never i've never heard of it either yeah well he was quite invested in it so they couldn't actually start until after he'd finished so that's how we get to 2004 2005 2006 and the movie's actually actually coming out and Jeez. they like they originally had in the plot they had scarecrow as the the supervillain. he's a he's a it looks like a a dude wearing like a scarecrow costume. This is this is not the Batman DC no. scarecrow. This is no, this Marvel is Marvel Pokemon. Marvel scarecrow. Does he have the power of crows? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I did look it up before, crows. but the, what does that so mean? He does. He has like no. He has like he can command crows to do his bidding. The master of bird law. I I didn't even I didn't even look up what he can do. I have no idea what he does. Yeah. So in the DC versus Marvel crossover, him and regular Scarecrow team up to kidnap Lois Lane. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a bit of comic book trivia for you nerds. But, okay. So so because of the conflicts with the DC character, the same name, they decided that no, we're going to use um our made up. Well, we're not made up. They actually took someone from who was known as well, which is Blackheart. So they've they've changed to to blackout. So it's different a different story to what they're going for. I think it might have been cool with a with a walking like scarecrow instead of a you know a demon yeah. boy. Well, I don't. I, don't, I guess we've changed a lot of the plot points. Uh, so originally in the in the in the script and in the story and in the comic, um, Johnny Blaze is supposed to be this like cigarette smoking, hard going sort of guy that no one really sort of likes. But Cage decided in this movie, no, I don't want to play him like that. I'm going to play him a real nice guy who hates smoking and is actually really good to people. <laughs> and he changed the story, changed the oh, character. That you know that that was actually an aspect of this that I did actually really like. That they kind of like there's a scene early on where he does get offered cigarettes by his like road crew and he turns them down. He's like, oh, I know. I didn't like they offer him a beer and he's like, oh, it gives me nightmares. So you just rather sit there and sip his martini glass full of jelly beans. I don't know what that was I don't, about. Yeah, I don't know what the jelly beans is about. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been eating sugar, so he was eating his jelly beans. I was like, man, I wish I had a martini glass full of jelly beans right yeah. now. <laughs> like, you but only lucky red and yellow Nicholas ones, Cage. right? That was the yeah, only two yeah. colours he was allowed to eat. They were probably just sitting in his in his room. Like He just added them to his list of things that he needs in his private room. Yeah. And he, I'm taking <laughs> so these on set. Like, I don't think you should take those on set, Nicholas Cage. I'm taking them on set. <laughs> I think it's what Johnny plays. 
would do. He would have jelly beans. He would drink them from a martini glass. Wow, uh, it's like he's right here on the podcast with us. Yes. Uh, so that's the interesting story. Like it was a, a really drawn out procedure, and Nicolas Cage got to change it as he normally does. Oh man! Uh, uh, the only other interesting thing that I found was that um, the Academy Award um, sound designer for The Matrix did the voice. Yeah, did the voice of Nicolas Cage when you know he's transformed into Ghost Rider. Oh, so it is still Nicolas Cage's voice, isn't it? But it's then like it's digitally enhanced and yeah. like mixed around with other things. Mm. I, that surprised me because I thought that was really kind of crappy he says that um his line readings through different he, he put them through three different types of animal growls that were played backwards and mm. uh separated like covered with the separated frequencies and then he amplified yeah. the dialogue through a mechanical volumizer and he describes it as a like a deep demonic lion's roar yeah there's similar software it was like used by uh I, fuck I, I cannot remember who did Jurassic Park but they did the same sort of thing integrating various animals to make the T-Rex roar a more contemporary example of like this sort of technology is in in the soundtrack to Doom mm. we'll talk about Doom soundtrack a bit but they mix that guitar tone that like super heavy distorted guitar tone mm. it's like integrated with a chainsaw so it's ah. why it's got that real like mechanical vrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
the MCU. The, uh, yeah, I th- I do think like they with this they did start making a lot of like a progression towards I guess what the MCU would be. Like there's hints of mm. that in this. I know it's not developed by the same studio, but there's still like there's still components within this film that are present in your typical MCU film. Yeah. It does seem like they, there is like a care that's put in there for like the extended kind of Marvel universe and making sure that the story they tell still fits within that fiction yeah Yeah. and 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 stuff as well like you've got your little quippy dialogue here and there i mean in this it's a little hammy i think in even in like your phase one films it's a lot more refined and they've Mm. got that they nail the tone i think i I do think it is a problem that like the the johnny blaze character is not very well defined his personality isn't doesn't really come through a whole lot like there's some scenes early on where you get the kind of Nick Nick Cage energy where he's he's not like a playboy kind of thing. He's just a bit weird. He's a weirdo who can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, because he's famous. What I didn't know that was interesting is they actually made a sequel as well. Oh, yeah. Spirit of Vengeance. I think I've seen the sequel. I couldn't tell you anything about it. That's got to be flogging a dead horse, eh? Because it came out in 2012. There is a feeling in the back of my mind that I have actually seen Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. They must have still had rights for it. It's worse. Yeah, they did. It's worse received than its predecessor. Pre- predecessor. But it's still. But it was still a financial ex- success because of Nick Cage. Yeah. Do you know what would be cool is if um if Gone Home happens... Spider-Man Gone Home. Oh. And we get Nick Cage Ghost Rider Ooh. cameo. That would be awesome. Man, people I mean, are it's building, not going to happen. But. Building that up way too much. Like, they seem to think... I know they're doing the whole multiverse thing and they've got um, Alfred Molina's character from Spider-Man 2. Just a bit of a tangent. But, like, people are speculating that, like, every fucking character is going to be in that movie from, like, every franchise. I hope they get... I hope they get... Um, the Japanese Spider-Man from the seventies film, Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, he has like like a <laughs> motorcycle and like a bunch of random shit, right? What about the multiverse they, they, Spider-Man? Oh, what about the great. pig? Can we get the can we get the pig from the multiverse movie? Have you seen that Spider one? Pig. The animated one? Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, Spider. Yeah. yeah. Well, it definitely I, it just I, comes in. <laughs> this is a bit of a tangent, but it definitely does feel like um, the new Spider-Man is is building off of how successful Into the Spider-Verse was. Into the Spider-Verse mm. was a pretty kick-ass movie. Fuck yeah. That rules. That rules. Yeah. Mm. Way better than this. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. Shall we shall we actually start talking about this plot? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's dive into it. Alright, so we uh we open up with in, in I guess classic kind of superhero format, we open with a voiceover to kind of explain, set up the legend of the Ghost Rider, uh, who is the sort mm. of bounty hunter character, um, who I guess it's a mortal that has made a contract with Mephistopheles, Mephisto slash the devil, essentially, in order to kind of be a surrogate on Earth and go and like collect on contracts and things like that. And so at the start of the movie, this particular ghost rider is sent out to collect this uh, contract from San Viganza, where there will be thousands of corrupted souls that he can claim as part of this contract. The ghost rider realizes that if he hands this contract back to Mephistopheles... Uh, it will give him enough power that he can basically recreate hell on Earth. It seems he can do a lot with a thousand souls. Yeah, it doesn't seem like hell. They're very evil souls, apparently. <laughs> These were really, really bad we people. Just recreate hell. We have like a thousand Hitlers here. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, <laughs> but like once once they actually cash in on that contract, it doesn't really seem that threatening, to be quite honest. But yeah. Whatever, we'll get there. 
Um, yeah, so basically he refuses to, to hand this contract over and instead runs away and hides the contract from Mephistopheles. I mean, this intro sequence was very underwhelming. Yeah. When you compare it to other, like, I, I can't remember when Fellowship came out, but you remember the intro for that with, like, the forging of the rings and then the battle on Mount, yeah. you know, in Mordor. And you're like, holy crap, this is incredible. Like, this is just the opening. This is just the yeah. prologue. There's a lot mm. of scale to that. Like, you see parts of big battles. This was just a convoluted story. I think it's more just with this is like, there's not really a quality to the intro. There's no, there's no. no part of it like, oh, that part was cool in the intro yeah. when he did that or we did this. It's just like, oh, it's just, it's just kind of crappy. Because I think yeah. what's, what works with like the, the Fellowship intro is that like, while they are literally, you know, you have, um, what's her face? That, why have I forget the character's name? Galadriel. No. Galadriel. Gladriel mm. kind of, she is narrating and explaining this to the audience. You're still seeing stuff happen. So mm. she's, she'll say it, but you'll also see the action on screen. It's, it's, it's reinforced that way. And so you are still being shown the events rather than just being told. Whereas yeah. with this, while they do, you know, they obviously, it's not just a black screen. They're showing footage, but there's not a whole lot within the sequence that really gives a lot of weight to what's being said like they talk about no. like the awesome power that mephistopheles would gain if he picked up this contract but you don't really know exactly why the the thousand souls from san vanganza are they so corrupted it's, and it, evil and it's not a piece of paper as well it no there's no weight to it it just feels like oh it's a piece of paper if i give this to this guy yeah bad stuff's gonna happen trust us it'll happen we're not gonna show you anything or give any like aspect to yeah, why it like, might what what happened in san Vaganza that makes them all so evil what who knows who knows what is going on they, they just basically tell you oh trust us it's super evil but we didn't see that this is a really bad piece of paper yeah what i got out of it is like the the ghostwriter is just the you know the contract person person who does all the contracts for the devil or mm. you know for mm. mephisto so it's you know and then just show that there was ghostwriters in the past yeah, but we want to see, but we want to see the coolness of it. Like yeah. it is a legend, so we won't be like, "Wow, that that part was sweet." But effectively, he's just like a mailman with a with a cool outfit and a flaming skull. It's not that exciting. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a mod pack for Death Stranded, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Anyway, so after this after this lackluster intro, we are then introduced to Johnny Blaze, who's played by yeah, played by boy Nicholas Cage. Not now though. Um, well, not in this part. He's young. He's seventeen year old Nick Cage. As funny as that would be to see Nick Cage try and play a seventeen year old in two thousand seven, uh, it would have been awesome. Yeah, no. When when they make Ghost Rider three, I know he said no, but when when they make Ghost Rider three, we can just de-age him digitally. Sure, man. So that that de-aging technology is pretty good now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. this young, he, this guy kind of looks a bit like Zac Efron, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he looks nothing yeah, like the Cage. I, I, I thought I'd seen it. him in something before, but I looked him up and I don't think I, I actually have. But he does look really familiar. So Nick Cage and his dad are both carnies. Nick Cage is a stunt man in training. Yeah. And when his girlfriend tells him that she's got to move away, they make a plan to run away together. Mm. So Nick Cage heads home. And when he gets home, he finds a diagnosis, um, a, like a doctor's note screwed up and in the mm. bin. Yeah, from I think it's just and like a letter he received from the hospital. We didn't mention it before, but like earlier in the film, his dad is just chugging durries and coughing all the time. So he's a real hard ass. kind of know yeah. something. It's, up it's there. that classic movie thing where if a character coughs a lot on screen, you know they it's because cancer. they've got cancer or something. There's, they're obviously sick. The same way that when a woman throws up on screen, it means that they're pregnant. Mm. 
So after finding, yeah, after finding this diagnosis, Johnny goes to work on his bike in the night. And whilst he's working on it, he is approached by the devil or Mephisto, Mm. who makes him a deal that he will save his dad's life in exchange for his soul. And basically what that means is he will call upon him at a certain time um, for for employment, I guess. Mm. And... Yeah, um, it, the, the deal works. It goes through. Um, the next day, um, his dad is better from cancer. And he says, like, says, never felt better. But in that classic, almost monkey's paw sort of twist, um, his dad then dies that same day in a in a stunt accident or stunt gone wrong. Like a horrific yeah. stunt. That this sort of bugged me a little bit because I guess that's the that is the like the monkey's poor thing is that he didn't quite he, you know he thought he was getting one thing but actually got something else. But it's not like what he wanted necessarily backfired on him. Like it's it's more just like yeah I killed his <laughs> yeah. cancer but I also I killed him. <laughs> it's just a Dick Satan move. What was the point of that? <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt just cheap. Yeah, and this like very unnecessary to the story. Like he didn't need his dad to die to provide motivation for him to leave, and I he still leaves. He still leaves the carny life. Yeah, because he's going to run off with his girlfriend and and. His dad gives him permission to just, like, take the bike and ride away. But, like, when his dad dies, he doesn't end up running off with his girlfriend. He just drives the bike away and then... Yeah. Yeah, that annoyed me. Like, he could have he brought her with her. But I think it's because from that day, he was possessed as the ghost rider. So he was just this, you know, he's a bit sad. Or maybe he thought he was cursed and he didn't want to, yeah. you know, didn't want pass to bring that on to her. So he rides off into the distance. Sorry, I was just going to, like, say the monkey's paw thing again. Because it's... I, I think part of the cheapness of it comes from the fact that it happens immediately after his dad like comes back from the doctor and is like oh son i'm cured of cancer and he's like i feel so good i'm gonna go out there and ride my bike and then he dies immediately <laughs> like it's, it's like come on give it a day God, give it, it a week awesome. yeah it happens so fast i could i could accept that like oh okay he he does a dangerous job right like there is always a certain amount of risk as a stunt mm. man that's that's kind of the point so like I guess you could read it in in that, uh, yeah, you killed his cancer, but he still fucked up because he does does a dangerous job and got killed anyway. But yeah. it's still implied within the actual death scene that Mephisto oh, showed the devil up. Oh no, like, Mephisto yeah. made it happen. Did his he, magic yeah. to make him turn his bike and crash into the flaming wheel? Well, he jumped off that bike and it just went sideways and fell straight down. Like yeah. he just fucked it up completely. And it happens right after Mephisto like walks through the entrance of the. And he's standing there camp. going ha 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 in the in yeah. the corridor. So it's really like, obvious that point? he did it. Yeah, to be a dick. Yeah, I, I think there was like an opportunity there for like I don't know basic development, and that you could just have maybe his dad becomes more confident and like has a character change into like oh i can cheat death because i beat cancer even though i like smoke darts all the fucking time mate yeah. we gotta blow through and we gotta blow through that part because this movie's already two hours long we don't need any yeah. any more Jesus. any more story gain on on the father like we meet him and then he dies <laughs> he's yeah he's he's in for a second and he's gone yeah <laughs> Oh, the only thing that's up. really established there is that he has this idea for uh they're gonna jump over a helicopter because he think that sounds cool and that comes up a bit later it's on. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that like, is pretty cool. Over a but that would have made more sense maybe if like, yeah, if they waited a little while rather than like the day he gets cured, maybe give it a week or something. Or if they follow through on this idea of jumping a helicopter and then he just gets fucked up by a helicopter. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That would have been sweet. Straight away they jump forward to present day, 2007. And um, the devil's son now, Blackheart, 
is coming looking for the Ghost Rider or looking for this this contract. Bisexual vampire. <laughs> the bisexual vampire. The bisexual the, vampire. Is that what you'd man. call him? I didn't look this up, but it's the kid from American Beauty, right? With the plastic bag? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same um, dude, Colin, right? Colin Farrell. Uh, let me get my name right. I think it was Colin Farrell. Said he was a great actor, and that's the reason why he got the part. <laughs> I mean, you want good actors to be in your movie, I guess. Makes sense. I was, I was racking my brain trying to figure out where I'd seen him, but... Because he's got some pretty severe eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, Colin Farrell said um, he's a he's a great actor. He he got introduced to the director by Colin Farrell. He's very hateable. Yeah, hateable. I think is the right word. He comes across more of a douche than a scary dude. Well, he's, they they put makeup on him and give him dark eyes and stuff, so he looks kind of scary. So he looks like a bi- so he's a bisexual vampire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the devil's son. So he is the devil's son. He has to look like that. He he's also bringing like an entourage with him of these of these like three fallen angels, and they seem to be for some reason like bound to the elements. Yeah. So yeah. there's like an air one, there's an earth one, and there's a water one, and they're all they're, they're all this this boy band called the Hidden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the the they're like different elemental attachments. Basically, seem just to be there so that when Ghost Rider eventually inevitably fights them. He has to come up with some kind of like creative trick to defeat them based on the element. It's like when you level up when you when you're playing a video game and you have to learn all the moves and like you defeat this boss by doing this new move mm. and this new move and it's like yeah these are all the yeah. mini bosses up until they fight Blackheart and oh, this guy's made of air so you can't punch him you have yeah. to think of something else. Try this new move you can yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Oh now you can punch him. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so so by this stage, uh, Johnny is is now a, a famous uh, megastar stunt rider, and as he's preparing for this this massive jump he's about to do, uh, he runs into his uh, his old girlfriend, his old fling, uh, Roxanne Simpson, played by Eva Mendes, mm-hmm. who is now a a news reporter. So this is the girl that he left behind that was going to yeah. run away. She did pretty good to not run away with a carny. So yeah, well, yeah. yeah, she's doing okay as a news reporter. I thought it was interesting that like the the girl they get to play her when she's a teenager actually looks a lot like Ava Mendes. Yeah, yeah they did well. Yeah, yeah, good a lot casting. more than uh, than the other guy looks like Nick Cage. You'd struggle to find another human that looks like Nick Cage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's a he's a bizarre creature. Um, so he he eventually manages to convince her to go on a date with him. Um, but before that date can actually happen. Uh, the devil finally comes back and, and is ready to cash in yeah. his side of the contract that they, they made when he was 17. It's weird. He's like, I've um, given you 10 years. Now, this, yeah. I've given you 10 and years I, to live I, your life. I want my contract. Fulfilled. I wasn't sure mm. if, because uh, there's, you see when he's being a stuntman, he does this big jump, uh, one this flash forward, and he, he completely bungles the landing and like falls off his bike, gets his like the front of his helmet smashed in and slams into a wall. He walks away just fine, even though mm. they probably should have killed him. Mm. I was wondering if it was supposed to be implied that, like, the deal with the devil, because the devil still owns his soul, it was, like, protecting him from actually Yeah, dying? I got that as well. I got that. He, he, was, he seemed invincible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He, got he seemed the, kind of aware of that, too. Like, he was just doing crazy shit because he could. Then nothing yeah. can kill me. And, and they, they made reference to it. Like, that, that should have killed you, man. You got someone yeah. looking after you. Must be so, a guardian angel. Yeah, Mephisto wants to keep him alive because, you know, he's going to be... He, he knows he needs to cash in at some point. But now that um, Blackheart has, has come to Earth and is trying to find this contract, Mephisto has summoned Johnny Blaze and has mm-hmm. turned him into the Ghost Rider as yep. part of his side of the contract and offers to return his soul if he can defeat his son. 
So then Johnny is attacked later on when he goes, gets back home um, by Blackheart and the Hidden, the, the Fallen Angels, um, but does manage to kill one of them while the rest of them run away. They drive a truck into him and... Kills the Earth Boy. I'm, I'm going to say, like, I actually really like this dynamic of where the film goes because Ghost Rider, the protagonist, is the strongest character immediately. And then he is hunting the villains and the villains are running away from him. So it's mm. more he has got to catch them. And I was like, that's actually kind of a neat dynamic that you don't really see he is very op strong though he's so strong it's a novel take but i do think it's sort of a problem as well like it does feel like there's he doesn't really find an adversary to really match him until i guess the very end of the movie not really um yeah but all the angels that he comes across it's like they're a slight inconvenience because he'll try one move on them and they'll be like haha that doesn't work on me like okay i'll do something different oh okay now you're dead I guess, yeah, the problem is how do you create challenges for the hero? Things for him to conquer and beat yeah. if he is this strong. I mean, there's, there are ways to do it. I just like, I just like the change up in dynamic. Mm. It, there's, not a, there's not a beam in a city going to blow it up or something. It's, yeah. it's something a bit fresh. I mean, that's something that I give this movie a little sure. bit of credit yeah, I'd, for. I'd give a credit for that. Um, yeah, so he kills one of the angels while the other ones escape. And then before he returns home, he what is he, he's like under a, a wharf or something for some reason. I don't think I fully understood why he, why he got there. But there's a woman being mugged, a woman played by um, River Wilson, which mm. is funny because she was definitely not a name when this movie came out. Yeah. Um, who's being mugged by some guy. And so this is where he shows off one of his, his main powers, which is the penance stare. The penance um, stare. He, the penance stare. He uses it on this mugger, and what it does is it all. It basically makes the this mortal feel all of the pain that they had, they themselves have inflicted on other people at mm. once before it actually kills them. Which would be pretty brutal for someone who's inflicted a lot of pain on someone. The amount of people you've punched in the ring, James. Like if you felt all that pain. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I don't want that. It was consensual. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the idea, is that, like, Ghost Rider is there to, he fights evil people, he can summon his Ghost Rider abilities when he's near evil people, um, so then, then he can use his pen and stare and, and make them feel and suffer, you know, all, all the suffering that they themselves have inflicted. Yeah. Yeah. After he does this, he, like, he hoons off on his motorbike, doesn't he? Mm. And he, wake, he, he wakes up in a graveyard and he's, yeah, meets the caretaker of the graveyard who's played by sam elliott who i i guess you probably you'll recognize from what's he actually in big lebowski yeah roadhouse he's in roadhouse and he's also um the man who killed hitler and then the bigfoot which is a 2018 <laughs> yeah <film>. well-known <laughs> yeah. character actor who basically just plays like gruff cowboy types yeah that's kind of his thing oh, yeah. he has a big bushy mustache and you know a very deep commanding voice You've probably seen him being used on yeah. facebook like terrible facebook boomer memes yeah like he's um he plays up, the, the stranger at the beginning and end of the big lebowski the the cowboy that the dude talks to in the uh, in the bowling alley mm. who kind of is sort of narrating the story at the same time he's a good character for this um, oh yeah the, the caretaker of a of a graveyard mm. yeah nick cage wakes up in this graveyard and yeah the caretaker like I guess he thinks maybe he was just out drinking or something, but the caretaker like confirms to him like, yeah, the Ghost Rider thing, that shit that happened is actually real. Mm. He seemed to he know he he knew everything about Ghost Rider. Yeah, he knows about the Ghost Rider legend. Yeah, and he said like it's gonna happen again. 
but then yeah our boy johnny there's a few things that happen in this stage it kind of gets really rushed in the sense of yeah what happens in the story he because he misses his date with um eva mendes he misses his date with roxanne but then he is arrested by the police for this suspicious this uh murder the, I, mean, I know the cops pull him in on like some bullshit evidence. Yeah, I know, didn't quite get what the connection there was because they like there's something about brimstone, and then they're like, "Oh, well, it must be this guy. It must be a stuntman. That stuntman. Let's bring him in." And like, you killed this. You killed. Them. They found his number plate, guys. They found a number plate from oh, his bike. I That's mean, obviously, he, that, if if you find someone's number plate somewhere, they they must have murdered. Yeah, they must have murdered all these compelling people. enough. There's no to, other explanation to pin a murder on somebody. Well, they think. The, the murderer was the guy who turns into flames and is riding the motorcycle around, and the motorcycle that was riding around was registered to his name. So, yeah, I that's, that's, but, that's how I mean, got the it. idea of a guy turning into flames and riding around on a motorcycle with a flaming chain is so ridiculous that, like, what cop would be like, that seems reasonable. I bet it's that guy. <laughs> so, Cage is arrested, he's put in jail, he escapes jail, and then what happens here is just kind of like a. 13, 14 year old boy power fantasy yeah. where he's chased by the cops, flips off the cops, Ooh. tells them, You're pissing me off, and then like drives away on his flaming motorcycle over water. And- <laughs> it's, 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 the, I enjoyed this, this part. This part was, favorite. this part was really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he drove up a fucking building. Where did he, he drives, where did he go, boss? Up where did a he building. go? <laughs> it's like he went up. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. He went up. I, I did like the gag with the window washer where he's inside cleaning the windows and then he like goes to wet his brush or whatever, looks away and then looks back up and there's like the glass is just like melted in a vertical line straight above him. So there's just like a big chunk missing out of the window. Uh, mm. yeah, he, grinds, like, he grinds a bridge with, with his motorcycle and then takes yeah. off across the water. Oh, it's great. He fights a helicopter. Like, you know, this, his, his whole cop scene is, is awesome. It's so stupid. Uh, so dumb. So while, while he's while he so he climbs up the top of the building on that, fights the helicopter at the top of the building with the police helicopter, gets it with his chain, but he only kills bad guys. So he pulls it in and goes, you know, uh, you're pissing me off. Yeah, he kind of just like throws the helicopter, the helicopter away. away. The guy, pilot's just like, oh, sorry, <laughs> flies off. Skull, yeah, yeah, brother. <laughs> so that's that's when the that's when the other member of the hidden shows up. The, the wind man and he can't hit him with his with his chain whip no because he's he's made of air or whatever so he's like ah i've got a clever plan and spins it around to make a little tornado yeah yeah apparently that works yeah it, it instantly kills him like these these foes are no match for our boy that cage mm. with his powers he is new game plus in on easy right yeah now. <laughs> exactly but even the npcs aren't <laughs> even max level character the, but the npcs aren't even acting that nicely they're just like, acting that hard to beat they're just standing there you can't hit me floating in space yeah he's he's turned cheats on <laughs> got Godmo turned on so after nick cage's basically yeah after this like power fantasy the hidden figure out the way to get to him is through his best friend and his girlfriend so when he gets home he finds yeah his best friend's murdered and they've taken they've taken roxanne and blackheart's there he tries to use the penance stare on blackheart but it doesn't work apparently he has no soul and that only works on mortals with souls Mm. Which I thought was mm. like, well, you can't use your, your OP move on him. Like, you're well, fucked, he's the mate. son of the devil, right? So yeah. he, does he have a soul? I don't know. He must have some resistances. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, it's 
I mean, it's it's fine. You you can't use know. it within the logic of this it's movie. Okay. I accept it. So he, he gives him. He says, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to fuck the devil in his plan. You need to listen to me, and I want that that scroll. I I need that that writing. So you need to I go need back to the caretaker. He's got it. Go get the scroll and bring it back to me, and I will give you back your precious Roxanne. Um, he just decides. Yep, sweet ass. Boosts over to well, the caretaker. Well, why not? <laughs> says, hey, you got a scroll, mate. Caretaker goes, yep, it was hiding in the shovel the whole time. Cracks the <laughs> shovel open, <laughs> gives him his scroll, and he boosts back to, to give it. Well, they both boost. They both yeah. boost back. Because this is revealed that uh, the caretaker actually was the original ghostwriter who, who hid the contract in the first place. Mm. So they're trying to go to that, that ma- magical place that only he knows about. What's it called? Mm. The Van uh, San 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 Vignia Vignazia San Vinganza San Vinganza San Vinganza. So that they're going to San Vinganza, and they decide, no, you know, like I'll, I'll take you there. I know where this place is, but um, you know, it's five hundred miles away. So they decide to they they transform. He reveals that he is also a ghostwriter. And he pulls out this horse. The horse is fucking sick. And then yeah. they, they, it is pretty rad. they both, they both transform. They both got the skull flaming face and they ride off, you know, the 500 miles to Vanganza to try and to return this contract to the devil's son. They, they get there. He reveals to him that the, uh, the, the caretaker, the old ghost rider reveals that this was my last ride. I could only transform one more time and I used it for you to get you here. <laughs> Which I didn't understand. Could have just showed him on a map, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was it. And he fades away into the distance. You're assuming that he's now fulfilled his contract. Yeah, he just like drives off and, and kind by of giving it dust. Yeah. Drives off on his horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, he, a, it's a rad horse. It is. He gives him his weapon, the, the shotgun, this lever action shotgun, and rides off, failing away. Like he needed. He needed that. That shotgun, apparently. I think that was just yeah. like the weapon of the old Ghost Rider. Because it, it was like an old Ghost Rider. And I'm assuming that this is like a, this is the original Ghost Rider appearing yeah. in this movie. That's, yes. that's, what, that's what it is. Yeah, it's his final send-off. Hand, handing the, the reins over metaphorically yeah. to uh, the new Ghost Rider. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And so they finally get to San Venganza where they're trying to go. Uh, and Johnny has a fight with the last angel of the hidden. It's it's not a good fight. No, yeah. he's the he's the drowned. So he's on his way over, and they 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 he goes slow him down, and he's going through this like marshy swampland on his motorcycle, really slow. Like I don't know how the motorcycles are falling over. It's like just, and then he gets uh he gets fallen off into the into the water and fights him underneath the water. And, but it was pretty, yeah, another easy boss very, fight. I'm under the water. Just to turn his flame skull on while he's under the water as well. Yeah, and evaporates Boils him. Boils the water. Evaporates yeah. him. That's how you beat the, the water guy. They're all quite easily defeated. Yeah, none of them were particularly threatening. But then he um, eventually gets there. Yeah, but who is threatening is Blackheart, mm. uh, who when they finally get to the place, Nicolas Cage hands him the contract. For the girl. For the girl, but then tries to kind of turn it on, turn the tables on him and, and fight him. Doesn't work. Uh, so once once he cashes in the contract, all these souls kind of fly out of the the buildings, I guess, because mm. they were just trapped in the in the village somewhere, and get sucked into 
um, Blackheart, which transforms him into Legion because he's now full of many consciousnesses. Yeah, so he stands there and reads the contract and then all these souls just come out of everywhere into him like they're going in his mouth and it's it was yeah. quite a big and scene of him standing like- there getting absorbed by these souls. He sounded like he was not enjoying it. But I guess the implication is that it's like a separate entity now. Like he has become Legion, Legion. because he has all of we this, are many. all these different souls within one. Yeah, mm. it's his Legion. So this is supposed is to be the the really scary dude that now Ghost Rider has to fight. Like this is the old this is this yeah. is main boss is territory. This is the big like, bad evil they, they guy. They do have yeah. a big fight, and Legion sort of starts to get the upper hand on Johnny, especially because this is now morning time and the sun is starting to come up, and the Ghost Rider powers don't work in sunlight. Legion has the sweet power where he can regenerate himself. So they shoot him, and he just disappears into nothing, and then regenerates himself because he's all made out of souls, apparently. Yeah. Like, sure, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, but it, it means that at least Roxanne shoots uh, him with the shotgun and that kind of separates the two of them, um, which allows Johnny then to keep in the, while he's keeping in the shadows, he can then transform back into the Ghost Rider. Mm. Um, and now that Blackheart, who has become Legion, has a soul or he's many got thousands souls, of souls, yeah. Um, he is now vulnerable to Johnny's um, penance stare. <laughs> the penance stare, um, which he then uses to. I mean, that's got to fucking hurt, right? If it's like a thousand corrupted souls and there's one. And oh, yeah, and there's yeah. a thousand people have hurt thousands of people. And he's got to feel all the pain that's been inflicted by all of them before he dies. Yeah. It's, it's got to super suck. But he, through this, he manages to kill Legion slash Blackheart and save the day. Um, Mephisto shows back up saying, congratulations, you did the thing that I asked you to do, which means you fulfilled your contract. You no longer have to be, you know, the Ghost Rider anymore. I can I can take back the Ghost Rider powers and give you your soul back and you can go on being a normal person. Mm. But Johnny declines. He says no uh, and instead vows to use his Ghost Rider powers against the demons and anyone who would uh, do harm to the innocent. Mm. The devil's not super happy about this, but he runs away with uh, Blackheart's mm. body and Johnny rides off looking all cool into the sunset. Mm. And it ends, the send ends with him yeah, kissing his his girl that he got with next to the tree where they yeah, who was mm. not in the sequel. No. <laughs> oh, <Oof>. Really? <laughs> and then they got divorced. Oh dear. <laughs> she couldn't handle the fireface. Nope. <laughs> oh um, no. Do they just well, do they just do a Batman and like find another Hispanic woman to replace Eva Mendes and say it's still Roxanne. Uh, Let me check the list, uh, the credits. It does not look like her name shows up at all. So it's not. So it's not a Roxanne. It's a. It's a new lady or just zero ladies. Yes, I don't see. Uh, maybe there's no love interest. How oh, in I like my comic books. I mean, to be honest, if you cut out all the love interest, this movie would be half an hour shorter and probably better. All right. So that's basically, that is the plot. This is, we, we've now got to the end of that. And yeah, I 100% agree that the Roxanne character is completely pointless and does almost nothing for the entire movie. The only thing that she is actually useful for is shooting Legion at the end with the shotgun. Okay. She's useful for one reason, because he needed to do the, the he made the deal for love. And I'm guessing that her being able to get with him. He made the contract because of his dad, because of the yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, yeah. But he got to be with the girl because of there's no character progression though and nothing that no the she doesn't lead to a character progression like mm. her being in the film doesn't bear any consequence to anything yeah especially because they went like 15 years without seeing each other she acts like a like a schoolgirl who's got a crush on someone the whole time even mm. though she's portraying like a, a 
A 30-something-year-old woman? Yeah, a normal 30-year-old woman. She's like, oh, my God, Blaze, I love you. I've been waiting all this time for you. I've got all yeah. your posters. Like, And is, I love you. <laughs> just to be a damsel, basically. Yeah, like, she is the, the damsel. Yeah, she is the motivation that he needs to save the world. Yeah, yeah. it's real. Yeah. Yeah, she, the world the is a MacGuffin, is but... Uh, Eva Mendes isn't so we care more about Eva Mendes than we do about the world so I don't know <laughs> yeah. well he does <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a supposed to be his like second chance you know like yeah. Eva's back and now I, I have something to live for again it does mean that this movie is also guilty of of a trope that I really hate in these kinds of movies where it's like the hero has to choose between like saving the entire human race and saving the one human he likes mm. yeah you're like is is having your girlfriend around really better than like the entirety of the earth and its entire population? Is that is that responsible? To a, a new hell? It's <laughs> not responsible at all. <laughs> no, it's incredible. No, Especially because even if he like if he hands over the contract and then doesn't manage to defeat Blackheart, then him and Ava Mendes are just going to hang out in their new hell that they created and in, go. Yeah. And eventually, they're probably going to turn around, and look at each other, and be like I should have just killed you. I shouldn't have let this happen. This is a mistake. Yeah, she'll she'll say, you should have let me die. And he'll be like, I really should have. Yeah. This was a terrible, terrible mistake I made. <laughs> but he did it uh, for love, and that's why he's so yeah. powerful. Yeah, so so all the other Ghost Riders, they, they did it for greed. They signed the devil's contract for greed. But he did it for love, mm. which makes him powerful. Lame. <laughs> Even though Sam Elliott's character doesn't strike me as especially greedy, it's not really clear why he signed the contract. Yeah, well... It's another thing they don't discuss in the intro. No, you have to read the original comic, I guess, to work out why his character did. Nah, that sounds like work. (laughs) Did you like the Ghost Rider motorcycle? Like, the motorcycle transforms into the Ghost Rider motorcycle. They actually made that motorcycle. It was so cringe. Like, every... (laughs) I think this is probably the reason this film, like, is almost damned in the same way Fantastic Four is. Like, you're never going to be able to make a cool Ghost Rider with the flaming skull because it's just going to be... Like something that Bogans wear. Like we all see Bogans with t-shirts with skull dudes, yeah. like pulling the fingers, being like, "Oh, you don't want to piss me off." Oh yeah, or, yeah. Uh, It's definitely like, yeah. It's got this like cool, like this evil-looking skull covered in flames. It's got like a big blunt hanging out of his mouth or something, and he's, you know, <laughs> some stoner's got him hanging up on his, as a flag on his wall. Uh sounds like something I'd wear. <laughs> so you didn't like the. <laughs> So he didn't like, okay, so he's on his motorcycle and he can he can whip out with this chain and he like whips off the side of buildings and can just vertically drive down them on his flaming motorcycle. There's a weird weightlessness to it. Like it's obviously mm. not real. I think it's the I think it's the thing with like see a lot of well, CGI he is magic. when you like Yeah, but it's 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 a, it still looks very fake, doesn't it? This is a magical character. It, yeah, but you can't just use magic to just sort of hand wave explain everything. Right? <laughs> like, okay. Why don't just physics being work? Magical Why does this look fake? Just, oh, it's magic. Yeah, break reality in any way you want. Well, he was extremely strong. Like he he defeated all of the. Uh, when we say like he defeated all of those guys real easily. They weren't really trying. It, it kind of reminded me of like yeah, when he picked up the last dude to use penance stare on him it seemed like an like an npc that was scared and like just kind of you know like you pick them up and they like squirm a bit but they wasn't trying to get away he wasn't trying to like herd him back or anything it was just like uh look into my eyes oh no what are you doing stop it it was definitely a quick time event boss battle (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> very underwhelming. Yeah. And then just look into my eyes and then like do the quick code for penance stare. And then <laughs> penance yeah. stare. Quick X triangle triangle, triangle. triangle, triangle. Oh, penance stare. Penance stare. And he says his line. I can't remember what it was, but you know, you will now feel the, the pain of the people that you have hurt. And he, yeah. his face just falls away. And they cut to that thing where they have like his his eyes stoning over and the and all of the the bad things being played in his head. It it's like you have thousands of souls. Oh, that looks terrible. Yeah. That's just like flames with like a really crappy overlay. What's funny is like, like the, the CGI was awful the C- in this film. The CGI, yeah, it was it was done in an Australian CG, CGI company. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, it must be shit then. So well, mean, that, that explains a lot. Uh, yeah. Those fucking druggers. Yeah, but they needed a lot of money, though. <laughs> like, like we say, this wasn't a cheap movie to make. Like, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It costs money, man. <laughs> yeah, $110 million. Oh, but James, two, $228 million this movie made. It doubled its money in the box office. Jesus Christ. That's probably why they made a sequel. They're like, Fuck, and the sequel ooh, made it money. It sucked, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> People, oh, are, people, people are people love oh Nick Cage God. as I mean people don't love it but people love going to buy tickets for it and actually people go see it. Weirdly, it does seem like this movie for whatever reason is, is held up in some sort of high regard for this era of like superhero action movies. Mm. Like it's held up alongside like the Raimi Spider-Man movies as like a good example. Yeah. It's not though. I don't know. It's really not. No. Uh, see, I didn't. I didn't. I don't get I didn't, that. Like, not enjoy the movie whilst I was watching it. Like, I thought it was quite cool. <laughs> I think oh. it got kind of tedious towards the end, but I I like the first third. But see, I was sort of I was sort of laughing at the tediousness and laughing at the, you know, the the silliness of the plot and the contract. He's just showing up to this guy's house or you know this guy's garage and saying hey sign this contract like he's just walking by and decides that this person is he also a, like accidentally right signs it too which apparently is yeah, binding but like, binding yeah too. yeah he just he's like reading it and it cuts him yeah like, like the scroll that it's written on it has like razor blades on it or something and he accidentally slashes his finger on it and, and that drips it on the signing part of the contract and that's good enough i know it's i don't think that's i don't think that's consent would not hold up in a court of law it's a hundred percent probably not but you're the devil you don't give a fuck it's the same if you picked up like a biro and it just like dripped ink on the page they wouldn't be like ah you signed it now (laughs) yeah you saw you signed this contract for for your house yeah like (laughs) yeah i suppose come on I okay. mean, the devil obviously doesn't play through like we, human oh, legal he systems. He doesn't. He doesn't play by the rules. We're talking not about- really sure <laughs> who upholds the contracts other than the devil. But yeah, what court of law do uh, celestial bodies adhere to? Do you want to talk about favorite parts of of this movie? Was there any parts that actually stood out to you as being this is when this it is my ended? The, when it ended, <laughs> honestly, the only part I think I was like really into was was probably. The few scenes you get before it's it's after the the kind of flashback where he's a teenager and his dad dies stuff. So he's mm-hmm. like adult man, famous stunt rider. I like all that stuff up until he kind of becomes the ghost rider because then the movie starts to get really self serious. Mm. But there's like a good twenty minutes or so where it's just Nick Cage just being really goofy. Yeah, well, he's like, a fearless yeah. in this time. He's a fearless stunt man who yeah. is in- invincible. Who's yeah? He's, so he's invincible. You're an he's invincible stuntman. Like, you're going to be doing some dumb shit. 
he has these sort of delusions of grandeur as well. Like, as, as we mentioned before, so he doesn't drink or smoke, and that was a, a character choice that Nick Cage made. But for whatever reason, he likes drinking jelly beans out of a martini glass. And so yeah. there's just like a few scenes where he's just constantly got this martini glass that he's just filling up with jelly beans. Like they get back home and he's talking to Mac, his best friend, about all the bikes he's crashed or whatever. And Mac's telling him off for being too reckless. And and he just pulls out this like glass jug full of jelly beans. No one's telling him I off, guess man. You're going to get like diabetes in it or whatever. But it's like, yeah, whatever. I'll just pour more jelly beans into my martini glass and then offers, oh, do you want some jelly beans? Oh, no, thank you. It's just being kind of kooky and weird. It's it's there's mm. kind of an, a strange. It was kind sort of, of it was kind of fun. Things. That yeah, mm-hmm. and that that part is fun. And then once he kind of gets the Ghost Rider powers, that's when he has to get super serious because you know, oh, there's demons and my girlfriend got kidnapped and blah 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 blah. Yeah, I've got a contract for full. I I yeah. think when he fir- not when he first turns into the Ghost Rider, when he escapes from the jail and there's the scene where he like yeah grinds the bridge, drives up that skyscraper. <laughs> yeah. Or the apartment block, chain whips the helicopter. It's this big sequence that goes on for like that's it probably all goes kick on for ass. Like ten minutes. Like, come on, it's it's not kick ass. It's just over the top <laughs> like idiocy, and uh-huh. oh, it's it, it is it is fun. It's wacky, and yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's it, wacky as it's, it's it's the only part of this film though I think that actually dips its feet into being so bad it's good mm. otherwise it's just kind of bad mm. like and it's only a short part of this like quite long film yeah but, i mean that was a good part i i still think like i do like i that still part. think that was okay the, the other part i did like that fighting the helicopter and driving vertically up a building was pretty sweet and grinding the bridge riding on water kick ass the only other yeah. part that I like is the uh, kick-ass part is the end where you get the old Ghost Rider and the new Ghost Rider and they ride off together. Oh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was t- pretty it sweet. Was cool. Yeah. yeah, and they they like two Ghost Riders. One's on a horse and one's on a motorbike and they're keeping up and just going as fast yeah. as they can, like through America and like animals are getting exploded on the way past and yeah, <laughs> where that lizard gets. Yeah. It, <laughs> It's just too close to the the horse, I guess. It yeah. catches fire, just burns up to nothing immediately. He gets incinerated down to his bones. Yeah, mm. like, that okay. part's kick ass. See, this whole movie, I was sort of nothing really offended me as being like, oh, I mean, it was long, but it, I didn't feel it was like the pacing was horrible because I, yeah, I a lot of stuff happens. Like, <laughs> like really terrible it's just a lot of stuff that's just not that interesting to watch like there's a few good scenes in there but the plot's a bit nonsense and none of the action scenes outside of like the two we've already mentioned but none of the actual fights are particularly interesting the fights are terrible yeah like we said when whenever he fights one of the the hidden angels like they, those fights last all of 30 seconds and he kind of just has to figure out the one trick that's you know, that he has to employ to beat them. Mm. But they don't really offer much of a challenge. Like, the first one hits him with a truck, but then once the truck, it's clear that the truck didn't actually kill him, he just kind of chokes him with a chain until he explodes. And Mm. then the the air guy, he just makes a little tornado with his chain, and then the water guy just boils him with his his flame head. Mm. So, like, it's not really offering him any real challenges, and that means Mm. that the fights aren't interesting to watch. Mm. Well, see, I think it's just because he's too OP. Like, Mm. Nothing can nothing can kill him. There's one part where he's just getting shot up by a whole bunch of bullets by the cops, and he just takes it all and doesn't die or nothing. They don't even talk about it. You can see why I think that a lot of like, move like the Marvel movies that come after this 
all the MCU ones, they kind of run into this trope, a lot of them, especially that first Iron Man movie, where they're given like, you know, we, we spend the whole movie giving them these particular powers and, and setting up the character. And at the end, they end up basically just fighting like a doppelganger of themselves. He's he's like evil Iron Man. Yeah, it's just evil Iron Man. Oh, it's, you know. He's like a e- evil Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. what you're saying. It's a hundred percent what goes on. Yeah. But that's pretty dumb. It's very lazy, and and Marvel does that a lot. But the reason I guess why that is kind of a thing is that like if you're trying to find someone who can like give the hero a you know a, a bit of a challenge, then it's probably them themselves is the easiest way to go, right? Mm. So who do you think who do you think Ghost Rider would be able to beat in a fight? Out of out of other Marvel oh. characters, or just like well, you would think if his if his like powers are infernal in nature right like they come from the devil Mm. then you would think that like demons would be more of a threat to him but like even the the blackheart character outside of the fact that he's impervious to his penance stare doesn't really put a much of a challenge until he absorbs all these souls which in doing so makes him then vulnerable Mm. so he's also a pushover any any character who has a torch or a lamp on them It'll be Ghost Rider. Bucket of water. A bucket yeah. of water. Dump it on his head. Nineteen. Oh, apparently, water's not a big deal. Though, no, you can, you can go under water. I know. It's like the Superman thing, right? Like, Man of Steel had to end with him fighting another Kryptonian because no one else could offer him a challenge. Well, if you go away from Marvel, how many Terminators do you think it would take to to beat one Ghost Rider? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think uh, he could quite easily beat one. Oh, he could very easily beat a T one thousand. What's the what's the liquid one from T two? That's T one thousand, right? T one hundred. T one thousand. Was it T eight hundred? Is the Arnie one? Yeah, the Arnie one's yeah. a T eight hundred. So how many T eight hundreds does it take to beat a Ghost Rider? Oh, they they rely on bullets and physics. Like, yeah, right? I don't think they can beat them. There's a number. I mean, there is a number, but it's like how many Mike Tyson's does it take to beat a a gorilla? Yeah, maybe it's a null avoid because of just see he's too OP. I think that's his problem. It's not it's not a human. A human who's riding a motorcycle who can do tricks and jumps. It's he it just becomes into a what superhuman. about what about if they're prepared and they have a load of lights and shit and they just like shine lights on Ghost Rider. He turns back into Nick Cage mm. and they just blast him with bullets yeah. and then they decapitate him. I mean, how much sunlight do you need? You just need like a big UV lamp. Just point it right at him. Yeah, yeah. you're trapped. Oh, I mean, that's it. UV yeah, lamp. and then he's just a human man who you could just kill. Yeah. Right? Then you just shoot. Yeah, yeah. It's easy. So, um, to answer your question, I'd say about three. <laughs> Three T one T one thousand. Three T one thousand would be yeah. would be able to hold um, that lamp. One to one now. One to bait him in. One with the lamp. One to pull the trigger on the trap. Well, that's not and, that OP yeah. then. If it only takes three T one thousands, I guess. Uh, I mean, they have to be planned though. Like if um he if he rocks into a room of just like I don't know a hundred T one thousands and not prepared, he'll probably beat them all. Yeah. But you, you you tell those robots, yo, this is Ghost Rider. You just go get that lamp. You're good to go. <laughs> You're good to go. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of my criticisms with it. With it is being is he's too OP. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really feel like he's ever threatened at all. All right. How do you? Okay. So how do you? How do you fix this then? Like we're kind of like almost. We kind of just did. We kind of did, man. Just give them a a villain that's actually threatening and intelligent, and isn't just like I'm evil and I'm gonna do the evil thing. At no point does he really offer much of a threat outside of kidnapping his girlfriend. Mm. 
I think she could have died, which would have been good motivation for him to go after Blackheart. It makes it makes her part in the story. Maybe he was like hesitant to fulfill the Ghost Rider. It's more personal with uh, a, like yeah, a damsel in distress dying. is more better than like I've killed you. Well, and now maybe he's hesitant to fulfill the role and like not be noble and good. But then she is noble and good. But in doing so, she dies. Mm. And then through her death, he then becomes more noble and good and then goes on to defeat Blackheart. I think it's kind of cool he's noble and good from the start even though he's a a demon bike rider. It doesn't leave much for character progression when you're noble, good and super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Does not. I I, I think like learning the skills of being Ghost Rider would have been good as well especially with Sam Elliott's character potentially being like a... Uh, the mentor. You know, the Obi- yeah, the Obi-Wan mentor yeah. mm. kind of character. It couldn't help him, you know, defeat some of the hidden, defeat maybe the Blackheart's yeah. henchmen at the same time or maybe sacrifice himself to save Ghost Rider. I, there's a lot of options there. But he's kind of just like good and capable as soon as he becomes the Ghost Rider, right? Like there is a, yeah. there is a line, I think the, the night after he first gets the Ghost Rider powers where he's he's telling Ava Mendes, oh, actually, I turned into a flaming skull man last night and she doesn't really believe him. But he's trying to, he says to her, like, oh, I'm learning to control it. But you don't really see that happen. He kind of just no. is good at it and you assume he's getting better. Well, he turns his fire hands on at one stage. There's interesting parts of a story in that, you know, someone is gifted all this power and they can't control it and it causes problems or mm. it causes problems for them people around them and yeah that's that's kind of interesting and a vein to follow rather than someone just gets it and is all automatically mm. super powerful super in control knows what to do and then just steamrolls the rest of the movie yeah. unless you are that yeah. person then that would be awesome i don't want a flaw no, <laughs> I want to be super in ultimately terms of powerful. Telling a story, but it's, it's, a, it's the it's the telling. casino where you always win. You're in hell. Yeah, yeah. All right, what are we gonna rate this? I don't want. I don't want to say a one. All right, <laughs> you don't want to say a one. I was gonna go with a two. There's parts of this I enjoyed, and it's pretty mindless, like background entertainment. If I was just gonna like, I don't know, play Monster Train while I watch this in the background it'd be fine for that but yeah. it, there's not a whole lot that's particularly interesting or compelling about like we've gone into great detail about the many flaws that this movie has structurally and and you know with its action and its story i don't think there's enough meat on this bone to really be that entertaining outside of a few good scenes it's about it so you're giving it a two i'll give it a two i'm going to I'm gonna give it a one. A <laughs> one. Ooh, going there. Oh, I think of everything we've watched and like the entertainment, like what we think of as entertaining, and for bad movies, like, this wasn't entertaining. It was a drag. It was a. It was a bad film, and the fact it stole two hours of my life was a bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you resent it for that fact. A little bit, but I mean, even like some of the other like awful things we've watched, like Food Fight. Food Fight is really bad. Yeah. I do think this was Food Fight wasn't as long, and it and it is. It felt just as long. Food Fight was more entertaining to me from a bad movie standpoint, and especially with like the big names in this. This was just kind of meh. Yeah, Food Fight has like stuff to laugh at and cringe at, whereas this most of it is like fine to just like not very well executed, but it's not bad in such a way that then makes it funny or like at all interesting. No, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, so so on my 
yeah, in, in keeping with like the way I've scored things before, I am going to give it a one. It's right. not. Well, I'm not paying any attention to how I've scored things, mm. so I'm just going to give it a two. I'm, I, I, I think I enjoyed it more than both of you guys. I'm going to go one more up on that for a three out of three out of five because I actually thought it was it was pretty enjoyable. It, it was ridiculous and stupid. The storyline was convoluted and long. You heard us talking about it. It it took mm. took a while to get there. But it's in a, saying that, I did a, it's a while. I did cheat it's a and I watched the movie <laughs> in two parts, which I thought like this two hours only seemed like two hour long movies, which was build up where he wasn't Ghost you, Rider. It's because you did watch it in two hour yeah. long movies. Yeah, I did. And the last movie was, <laughs> was Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider part it, it does one kind two. of work in that way, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know, if we mentioned it, but like it literally takes half the runtime, almost half the runtime, for him to actually become the Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's a good hour yeah. in, I think, by the time. Like he wakes up on the next day. You could split. They they could have extended this um, an hour and then made it two one and a half hour films, and it kind of would fit. There is still like a three act structure to each of those parts. Mm. Like it still mm. works. So, but when you break it up like that, the, there's a few good parts. You know, like the the good parts where he transforms with the old guy, and where he transforms first, and all those tra- when, when he's transformed scenes, I didn't mind. I thought they were good. The parts that I didn't like were all the love scenes with him and his missus. Yeah. Like, you can pretty much cut all those out. And I didn't yeah. like the the fighting. The I didn't like the fighting scenes. But as far as how the movie was set, and I didn't mind the CGI. It wasn't jarring. It wasn't horrible to me. Uh, the, the sets were pretty cool. Like, one time he was in an actual swamp. Thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. It looked like a magic card. I, I, I was like, where the fuck I are I kind of disagree. I don't think the sets <laughs> looked good, but... I mean, there was a good variety. There was a good variety. Was a nice variety. It wasn't like like Ghostlands where there was you know just two sets. Yeah, like this movie had TV, this movie was had TV was all over set. the place. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I for an enjoyment factor, I'd give it um, a three out of four, three out of is five. This is the first time we've all given them different scores. Yeah. yeah. I think I think normally somebody somebody might be up or down, but there's usually mm. two of us that are in agreement. Yeah. Meh. I think you could chuck this on and with normal people Special. and and go like, hey, do you want to watch a shit movie? And then still get enjoyment out of it. You'll have a fine time. Yeah, but you it, have I a think fun time. More, there's not enough that's like really horrifically bad about this to make it super entertaining. Yeah, it's not entertaining because it's bad. It's like no moderate entertainment for what it's trying to be. But yeah. that's about it. Yeah, but you, I, I still think you can laugh. I, I only laughed at all the things that were bad, like the dialogue and the love scenes and the, the how bad the how easy the dudes were to kill. I thought that was enjoyable. It sort of made me laugh. I, I to be honest, there was a smile on my face the entire movie, <laughs> laughing at <laughs> laughing at the ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah, not quite. All right. Well, I think we've all said our piece. I enjoyed it, guys have. who voted for it. Thanks all of you who voted for this one. Did Dan a service. And to the rest of all you, right. I say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. okay. You can all go to hell. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, thanks. Oh, if you've listened to every episode of Nick Cage November, yeah, thank you very much. I think we might. I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys want to do like a, a retrospective episode on, on Nick Cage November? We can. Maybe we can. Mm, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll chuck one we'll on. We'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. Um, otherwise, you can find 
you can find us on Discord if you want to carry on the conversation. We've got a, a growing community where we talk about memes, video games. We have a card channel. Don't really do much on no, that. No, I don't. No, yeah. I need to, need to start oh, doing some more should, cards. We should. We should. Come, come challenge us to play arena. Yeah. Like, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hide in. <laughs> Or maybe not, because I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not good at. I'm not good at cards. Uh, you said it. You can't take it back. <laughs> yeah, James is gonna fuck one, you up, guys. One one outs on arena. Historic brawl. Come at me. Uh, yeah. Um. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm. we'll go. We'll catch you next week for. I don't even know what we're doing next yeah. week. Well, it'll we'll, be a we'll, surprise. We'll have something for you. Yeah. yeah, it'll be great. It will. All right. All right. Peace out. Later. See ya.